What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Cretaceous Campcast. I am Lewis Dodson. Dodson! Dodson! We've got Dodson here! No, just kidding. I'm Cretaceous Dave, and those of you just listening, not watching YouTube, you're probably very confused right now. <laughs> anyway, like I said, I'm Cretaceous Dave. This is the Cretaceous Campcast, and thank you for tuning in once again. I apologize in advance if I move away, if I clear my throat, if I cough, I will do everything I can to edit all of that stuff out before I upload anything. Um, I'm quite sick at the moment. I barely have a voice. I'm coughing nonstop, so I have tea with honey. If you see me picking up a mug and sipping, or if you hear a sip if you're just listening, um, if you hear something moving around in my mouth, I have a cough drop in right now trying everything to get this through without um, totally interrupting everything I have to say and recording 45 minutes of talk that's going to take like three or four hours to do. <laughs> anyway, if I'm that sick, why am I doing this? Great question. I had zero plans on recording anything until I was feeling better, until I was able to get out complete sentences, until I had a normal voice again. But then DreamWorks had to go and drop a Camp Cretaceous Season 5 teaser trailer on us this morning was not expecting that honestly wasn't expecting it for about another month or so three weeks at the earliest um, but a few people over the weekend had noticed that there was a new file uploaded to the Camp Cretaceous playlist on YouTube and it was hidden so that got everybody thinking hmm it's probably a teaser or just something else so yeah it came and I had so much on my mind. I watched those 30 seconds so many times. And the entire thing is 47, but the first like 15 to 17 seconds is kind of a recap of season one through four really quickly. Uh, saying like, you know, the park is closed, the kingdom has fallen. Um, and I, I forget what the final tagline is, you know, um, but it's basically about you know everything is ending it's coming to a close uh, there is confirmation at the end of the teaser that this is indeed the last season and the season comes out on july 21st so that's a good you know month and a half almost two months after we see dominion we don't get to see this so it's going to be really interesting to see uh, there's also an entertainment weekly article that pairs with it we've got um, some notes from scott kramer in there i have a few little bits i'm going to read from that I don't want to read too much because I don't know how much I'm going to be able to speak. Um, but then I'm just going to kind of break down uh, what's happening in the teaser and my thoughts on some of it. There's one part in particular I'm going to skip over when I'm doing it all in order. And then I'm going to talk about it at the end because, man, do I have a lot of ideas. And it kind of goes with why I'm dressed the way I am if you're watching on YouTube. So I think you'll understand. Anyway... Let's get started, and I'm going to first three little bits pick out of the Entertainment Weekly article. If you want to read the entire thing, just go to EW.com. If it doesn't show up on the front page, you could just go up to the search area, type Camp Cretaceous. It'll be the top thing in the list of results. Read it. It's a really quick read, and it's going to go into more detail um, than the stuff I'm going to say right now from the uh, few little things I picked out. Anyway, the first thing that it says is that a member of the camp fam turns on their own and the others must band together if they want to save the dinosaurs and ever make it home. Now, if you've watched the teaser, you know that more than likely means Kenji because Kenji is pretty much never with the kids in the entire thing. Uh, there's one photo in the article that does show him with the rest of the campers. Uh, but otherwise, he's not with them at all. It's just the five of them and then himself. And we'll get into that when I get into breaking down the teaser. So it's probably Kenji, but who knows? It could be somebody different. Uh, they could be just thrown as for a loop. And I have my own thoughts on the Kenji thing. Uh, again, when we get down to breaking down the, uh, the teaser. Then there's kind of driving it home, kind of putting it out there again, making sure we don't forget because a lot of people... And it's even going to be some of you out there watching or listening to this. Uh, you don't want this show to have anything to do with Dominion. Uh, I know a number of people don't even consider the show canon anymore after season four. And that's okay. People don't have to like it. Um, but like so many people said today on Twitter, it's fine if you don't like it. But 
don't crap all over the people that do like it and enjoy it. You know, there, there's no reason for bad mouthing them or talking down or um, just let people enjoy what they enjoy. You know, let's let's all have a good time. Anyway, there's the quote from Colin that says Dominion will connect to discoveries made on the animated show. So that's worded a little bit different, I think, than last time we've seen things. Uh, so it's to discoveries made, which now is pointing maybe to the piece I'm saving at the end. But things like controlling of the dinosaurs could be a discovery. You know, we'll have to see. And, you know, my guess and a lot of others is that whatever these connections and discoveries are, it is spoiler heavy for Dominion. There's no other reason that they're going to push this thing back to the end of July unless it's got some super spoily stuff for Dominion. Or maybe we watch Dominion and you're like, okay, but how did that happen? And then, you know, we watch Camp Cretaceous and it makes more sense. Or if we did it the other way around, be like, okay. And then you see Dominion like, oh, all right. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, and nobody else out there, you know, knows right now either, other than Colin, maybe Scott Kramer, who knows. But it's it, it's cool. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see how all of this pieces together. June and July are going to be so, so exciting. And the last little bit, it's like a paragraph, so I'm going to try to read it if I can't get it through. Sorry about that. I'll edit it so it, it almost flows together. It says, in this final season, our camp fam will be challenged like never before. They will face new threats, dinosaurs, and otherwise. Relationships will be tested, bonds will be broken, and in some cases changed forever. It's all been leading up to this. Even after everything our heroes have struggled to overcome over the course of the series, the odds against survival have never been greater, the danger has never been more real, and the stakes have never been higher. So the first thing people are going to think of is the relationship between Kenji and Brooklyn. Because if... Kenji betrays his friends, or if he goes and works with his dad, again, we're going to get to all that stuff, uh, then you know, not only are the rest of the kids not going to be happy with him, but Brooklyn in particular, that she just, just started this relationship with him, and now he's turning his back on her, and everybody else, that they just spent six months together. So it'll be interesting, but it could just be a play on words, where it could be a Kenji and his dad thing, that... They weren't very close to begin with, and this could be totally breaking them apart. That there's there's no going back from this, you know. And sorry, I keep saying it. I'll talk about that later when I when I get to that talking point of a kind of couple different ways I could see that going. So I don't know. It's it's sounds wild. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I know there are a lot of people out there that weren't happy about one tiny tiny snippet that was like a fraction of a second but hey you know I, I understand why people don't like it um i think it's there for a reason and i think we're going to find out that reason in dominion whether people want to or not i don't think it's going to be portrayed the same way but i do think it's going to play a role but we'll have to see now i have my notes over here on the ipad and i can't read them wearing these sunglasses so dodging Total secret agent mode is uh, going away. The sunglasses are coming off. Although I don't have my real glasses. So this isn't going to be that much better. It's just brighter. And all right. I'm basically, like I said, I'm going to go in order with what we saw in the teaser. Skipping over one part. And then we're going to talk about that part later. Uh, I may come back to some things when I have some other stuff I want to say. I may bounce around a little bit. Who knows? Let's see where this goes. I don't know. So, like I said, the first, you know, 15 to 17 seconds or so, they just recap, they show, you know, the boat from season one. Um, they show, I think, Main Street from season two. They show the Scorpius breathing on the window in the kitchen. And then we cut in. It's Darius counting down. Then he opens his eyes. So, not sure what's going on there. And then we see all the kids running out of uh, one of the biome, or running out of, I think, the building into a biome. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. Or they're running out of the building into the open area of the island. And um, it's the first instance we see it's five of them, not six. There's no Kenji there. So interesting point that we get right off the bat. 
the other interesting point when we see the characters, and <clears throat> sorry if this seems jumping around, Brooklyn's roots are dyed, so she has totally pink hair again. And when we see Kenji, he's shaved. The Kenji thing makes sense. If he partners up with his dad, his dad's probably like, what are you doing looking like that? Go, go take a shower, shave, clean yourself up. Here, here's a suit, wear this. Only thing I can think of is he asks for a favor for Brooklyn, like, hey, do you have any pink hair dye? You know, could she touch up, fix up? The other kids don't really look all that cleaned up. They're still dirty. They still have ripped clothes. Uh, I don't think they do any, look any more cleaned up anyway. So I, I think it's just Kenji and Brooklyn's hair. But I don't know. We'll have to see. It's It was just interesting to know. It was one of the first things a lot of people picked up, like, Brooklyn's hair is all pink again. But anyway, kids come running out. And what we see over the door is this like red caution or warning sign or something. Um, my thoughts on that, I think it's a symbol that is probably saying that things are shutting down or about to self-destruct or something like that. I don't think it's a warning that like it activates all the brads or all the drones or hey, somebody escaped or, you know, went out the door they weren't supposed to. That doesn't seem like a thing. It would be this giant thing up on the, the outside of the, the facility. Um, and also that kind of warning would be more like a yellow. Um, I mean, I could be making that up. That, that, that's what I would do anyway. So I really think it's something is shutting down, self-destructing. That could be towards the end of the season where whatever's going to happen there happens and you know, we never heard about it again. So it, this is a good chance everything just blows up. You know, we don't know. I'm assuming the kids are off the island, but hey, you never know. They could decide to go super dark. And then that takes us to, we see the kids watching out over some rocks or this little, you know, not necessarily a cliff, but they're looking out over something and we see a cargo ship and a lot of these transport vehicles that, they have the Manticore logo on them, and I'm assuming these are all bringing dinosaurs from Nublar. Uh, it could be from Sorna, but as we're going to see later, it's there's a good chance it's from Nublar at this point. And that's it's probably you know more assets. That's what they called them in season four when they were bringing them in. It's it's probably more assets being transported, and the kids are you know overlooking this. Once again, Kenji's not there. It's just the other five. Every time I mention the kids, it's going to be the five of them from here on out. Kenji's not there with them at all. There's one picture that Kenji is with them that's on the EW site and Amblin tweeted out. But, you know, none, none of the stuff I'm going to talk about has Kenji in it with the other kids. Kenji will be talked about later. And then we see, after that quick shot of that cargo ship, we see a shot of Daniel inside of the building. It looks like maybe the screen cash was looking at or whatever and it's a map of the island uh two things that stand out there are a bunch of little green squares all over uh you can't read anything because like most stuff at camp cretaceous the language isn't english <laughs> uh, i don't know if it's a real language I, th I think i mentioned that once before but so we don't know what it says my thoughts on the green squares are it's either the locations of the brads around the island or it's the locations of the drones um only reason i'm thinking it's not the dinosaurs is because they're outside of the yellow area which i'm going to talk about in just a second uh so I, i'm pretty sure all the dinosaurs are contained in the yellow and if that's the case this is a huge island um I, relative to what we've seen you know uh the, the brads make the most sense because they could be out patrolling and you know checking for intruders and other stuff uh, but who knows? Um, we'll have to see. And then the other part is yellow, and it's you know a few circles, and they're kind of connected. My assumption, I'm sure most people, is that is the main area, the, the building, the facility. Each of those circles represents different biomes. That's probably our safest bet at this point. And honestly, I don't even know if anyone would argue that. <laughs> um, I, I think that's probably the consensus among just about everybody. But if you have other thoughts, definitely let me know. I'm, I'm open to hearing anything. Because uh, this is this is gonna be wild. Uh, we've got so much time to think and talk about this, and I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, after the map, we get a quick look at T-Rex with the drones. I think it's Big Edie. Uh, you know, hard to tell. 
but it looks very similar to shot from season four. And then we get a couple of Dilophosaurus running at us. One thing that jumped out immediately, and I know everybody on Twitter noticed, the frill looks a different color. It could just be lighting. It could be, you know, the way they did it, but it looks pretty distinctly different to me and a lot of other people. So that's really cool. Do we have three variants of Dilophosaurus now running around? Um, two? I think we already have two. Uh, I think the uh, the JP1 ones look slightly different than the Camp Cretaceous ones. Uh, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Or it could be an animation thing. But these definitely look different. So it would be interesting to see if they have a story about why they look different. Were they experimented with? Did they try to remove you know the um you know, stuff that would blind people and um who knows we know the ones we saw in season four definitely still spit um but i don't know that's gonna be interesting I, I hope they get a little bit of screen time and story or that could just be the very start of the season where the kids are still in there where you know daniel khan captured them or whatever but again like everything else we're just gonna have to wait and see let's see after that we see a stegosaurus coming through we did not see a stegosaurus in season four so this is the first time we're seeing one on this island which goes back to they're probably bringing more dinosaurs from the other islands or it was just there we didn't see it that's entirely possible as well in this scene we see may push someone out of the way the person is wearing a white dress shirt i, I think you can see a tie you know flapping they have a watch on the left wrist and they have dark hair uh, my immediate thought was it was Kenji because of the way we see Kenji look later on in the teaser. Later, it's like literally seconds later since the whole thing is like 30 seconds. But after slowing it down and looking at all the frames, I think there's a good chance it's Daniel and not Kenji because the hair doesn't look as puffy. I know that sounds ridiculous and it could just be the, the quick movement of you know that clip from what we saw because it was just like a second or it could just be you know my eyes playing tricks on me or anything like that but the hair didn't match up for me i know probably stretch it's more than likely kenji i i, I don't know if may would even save daniel at this point she'd probably let him get run over by a stegosaurus but i don't know it's it's probably narrowed down to one of those two if it's daniel he's not wearing his jacket uh which made me lean towards kenji but like i said the hair doesn't match up with kenji for me so i don't know definitely one of the well i don't want to say definitely because i'll probably be wrong but in my mind it's definitely one of those two i would like to think it's daniel just because i, I hope i'm getting the hair thing right <laughs> but it's it's probably kenji and then after that the scene that a lot of people have a big big problem with and we see Daniel, a couple of mercenaries, and they look like they're the ones from season three. And they're holding controllers. I don't know if it's the exact same pad that Cash had or if it's an improved version. And then we see Baryonyx Limbo, Toro, and the Spinosaurus. Save Spinosaurus from last season, uh, which they must have successfully chipped finally. Uh, Toro, there's no confirmation it's Toro. It looks like it was charred and burned to a crisp. And if you look kind of closely at it, it looks like it has a healing scar where it was cut, which makes sense because that was six months ago. That thing would be healing. It's not going to still be red and bloody. Ben never you know, saw Toro dead. He just saw it fall over the cliff and he's like, peace out, dude. I'm getting out of here. I defeated Toro. It makes his story better to just say, hey, I defeated Toro. You know? Um, so, yeah, I'm almost positive that's Toro, the Baryonyx, the colors look like Limbo, and that could explain why we don't see Limbo in Fallen Kingdom. That, I, you know, I'm assuming the one we see is Chaos because the colors match. That was the one, you know, going through the tunnels chasing Claire and Franklin, and it's the one we then see taken to Lockwood. And, yeah, that thing is ticked off because one of its sisters was shot and killed right in front of it, and the other one was taken by these crazy people. So, it's interesting and I get why people don't like it 
it's very dinosaur king pokemon however you want to call it they hear these three giant carnivores lined up next to each other with a couple of dudes with you know ipads being like hey go do what i want to do that takes me to how much time has passed between the end of season four and that scene because Cash's chips didn't work in adult dinos. They had to do them in babies. And we had that really, really heartbreaking, gut-wrenching scene with Firecracker. But we know it didn't work in the adults. Cash, yeah, Cash said it himself. So, you know, what, what went on here? How much time is there? And are the kids even still on the island at this point? You know, is this something towards the end of the season where they've perfected this technology? The kids are already gone. Maybe those dinosaurs aren't going after the kids. Maybe they're testing something else out. I don't know. I find it hard to believe that's just going to be like days later. Um, unless Cash really is, you know, that much of a genius. So they bring somebody else in. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. The first thing that popped in my head is how they get that working so fast. But we don't know what, you know, so fast could be. Next scene is the scene I'm skipping, and you all know what it is. But I'm going to talk about that later because this is the one I'm most excited to talk about. When I saw it come on, I was like, no way. They didn't just show that. I paused it. I rewound. I watched it again. I paused it. I rewound. I watched it again. And then I took a screenshot, and I tweeted without even watching the rest of the trailer or the teaser. I just tweeted it. I was like, this thing. They did it. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a couple seconds. Minutes. After that scene, we see Darius running from a T-Rex. And it like goes to tail whip him and has a couple of scars on the tail. It's probably one of the EDs. It, it was hard to tell. Um, but I doubt they have any other T-Rexes there. Um, I'm doubting they're bringing Rexy there. Who knows? It it would be really weird because then they have to get her back somehow. Because we know she's on the island for Fallen Kingdom. So it's, it's probably one of the EDs. And she's just cut up from fighting um pierce or you know whatever and apologies if i just take a second to refill my mug here so this is kind of like intermission brought to you by whichever brand english breakfast tea i'm drinking right now <laughs> i have no idea um, they don't sponsor or anything so i don't even anyway just kidding to the delicious tea company all right after that we get a familiar face from season three hawks is back if you remember Hawks, he was the guy that was suspicious of Brooklyn and the one that didn't trust them. Basically, he was going to kill the kids that was working with Wu at the end of season three. And in what's an absolutely bat-esque crazy scene, that I'm sure people don't like this scene either, but it's, I, I don't know, it is what it is. You see him like on Toro's neck and he's holding it by the left horn. He's got the gun. So it looks like he's chipping Toro. Now, what I think is funny is a lot of people thought the Carnotaurus in the most recent TV spot for Dominion is Toro. And I I know I thought that originally when we first saw the brief one in Malta, but after more pictures in the coast, I'm like, no, that's, that's definitely not. That's definitely not Toro. Um, but people are still trying to like you know, make that like it is. It is. You, you could see a faint scar, and you could do this, and then was like, but the horn's broken, and you know this and that, and it's just hilarious that I don't know if it's coincidence or what, but Hawks is holding on to the left horn as he's chipping it. Like, what if Toro goes to you know buck him or something like that, and the horn breaks off, and. That would be ridiculous, and we wouldn't see it until after Dominion. So we don't know that that's Toro all during Dominion. And then we're watching Camp Cretaceous Season 5 a month and a half later, and you see the horn break off, and you're like, oh my gosh. I still don't think it's actually Toro, but now I think it'd be hilarious. And yeah, I, I just think it would be funny, especially for you know all, all of the uh, Camp Cretaceous haters out there. I'm not, yeah, there's nothing wrong. Like I said, you could have your own opinions, but it's... I, I like if things actually one-to-one -one line up so that, you know, Colin's point and what he's been saying holds up that like, yeah, th these are connected, you know, it doesn't have to be in your face, but something small like that, I think would be really, really funny. All right. After that, we get, oh, you know what? 
I want to talk about that a little more um, because of Hawks. So I saw him, and the first thing I thought was, well, my theory just blew up that Wu has nothing to do with them. But I don't know. Um, you know, I don't think he was working for Wu. I think he was working for Mills. So there's still the chance Wu doesn't know. And Mills is also, was also working with Manticore. And, you know, maybe uh, this team he assembled to work with Wu are the ones that got the Indoraptor, you know, targeting kind of technology um, off the ground. And maybe that was taken from some of the Manticore control stuff. Seems, you know, natural progression, and which then flows into whatever is probably going on with the Atrociraptors. Um, I don't know. Uh, now I'm really confused about Wu. I was so convinced he had nothing to do with Manticore. He didn't know what was going on. It was happening right under his nose, but he didn't know. Um, but now it makes Eddie's wording a little bit different. And I'm not sure. At a minimum, Hawks is working for Mills, which would then probably connect Mills, unless he's just some kind of mercenary for hire. He could be like a dog the bounty hunter, you know, kind of dude, but in the mercenary world where he's the best of the best. So anybody that needs something done, he's the guy you call. And, you know, it's clear he got called to go and chip dinosaurs or you know, load them onto these cargo things. If Toro is being chipped, that's probably happening on Nublar. I don't know if they would capture him, her, um, put her in this cargo container, bring her back, and then chip her there because if they were able to trank her to transport her, just chip her while she's tranked. Don't have Hawks, you know, jump on her back and, you know, ride her like a giant horse. Um, so my guess is it's Nublar. I don't know. There are a few different times where, you know, we either think we see Nublar or we definitely see Nublar. Again, don't want to say definitely. We don't know. But, you know, I'm almost certain we see Nublar. And, you know, one of those is coming right up in just a second. But I don't know. I, now I want to know more about Hawks' story. Um, you know, is he just a dude on his own, just taking the highest paying job, one job after another? Is he working just for Mills or is Wu involved somehow? And I don't know what that's going to change about my opinion of him if he is involved in what's going on on Manticore Island. And if he is, um, I don't know, maybe it makes whatever change of heart or whatever happens to him in Dominion mean a little more. I I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I was hoping he had nothing to do with it. And I didn't think he did. But seeing Hawks there now, I don't know. And we don't know how long the kids have been on that island. You know, they've been there weeks. Is it months? You know, we don't know how long it's been since... Um, you know, we saw that scene at the end of season three. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the timeline is and what's going on there. All right. The next scene, we see Sammy jumping in some water. I have no idea what's going on. Um, I'm not even going to take a guess at that one. It didn't stand out to me in any way. Maybe it is important, but it didn't look like anything. The next scene, we have what looks like the dock at Nublar looks exactly like the dock at Nublar. So unless this is one of those, we're just reusing assets again. Um, it is definitely Nublar. And we see someone jump on it. And I'm almost certain it's Darius's brother, um, Brandon. We know from season four that Darius was able to get a phone call to him. We know he now realizes Darius is live. We saw him pack a duffel bag and... I can go find my brother. Where's the first place you would go? Obviously, Isla Nublar, because that's where you last knew he was. Darius never had a chance to say, I'm on some mystery island in the middle of the ocean, and I don't know, and there are robots and walls and doors that could change the way they look, and it's snowing over here, and it's a jungle over there. No. He just called. He heard his voice. He's heading Nublar. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, I think we're going to see Dave and Roxy with him, um, and who knows who else. No proof or sign of that in the teaser. Um, you know, just kind of the way I'm leaning, they're, they're not going to leave those two out. Um, especially since it's the final season and the show's wrapping up. I think they were too important to the first season to just totally forget them. 
And one thing this teaser did was kind of hint at a, a few of the loose ends that I had, which we could talk about that another time. Um, but I like that they're addressing some stuff, and another one of them's coming right up. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm almost certain that that is indeed Nublar, and that's Brandon. It'll be really interesting because he's not going to find him there unless the kids end up back there for some reason. Uh, but does he get then captured? Does he get taken to the other island for snooping or whatever? But we're going to have to see. Sorry about that. All right, what's next? Uh, we got the kids running through a hall from a Brad X. Very brief shot of a Brad X. The only time we see one, which I'm sure is making a lot of people happy. Um... You know, honestly, you had to know there were going to be Brad X's in this that even with the backlash, they weren't going to completely remove them because they were there when the kids got caught. You know, it's not like they're just going to ride them out and pretend it didn't happen. So there are going to be some and then maybe the story goes in a direction where they're just gone or somebody shuts down the program. They don't work anymore. Who knows? Um, we did see one, but just one. And its eyes were red. And I think that means it was in like, you know, target mode or whatever. So it's probably out to get them. Um, probably destroy based on uh, previous orders. But who knows? And once again, Kenji's not with them. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, it was, in my opinion, good to show a Brad X. So people didn't get their hopes up that they weren't in the season at all, which doesn't make any sense. But like I said, I, I hope. They're at a minimum because at this point, I don't know what purpose they're going to serve in the season if they got this other stuff that they need to do. So, who knows? All right, so we got that. Then, the second most exciting thing for me, we see the USB drive. I just talked about the USB drive a couple episodes ago, and we see the USB drive. There's a shot of the Spino. I think it's coming over a hill, and it's blurry and not in focus, and right in the front of the camera, well, your screen, uh, if it was filmed, it'd be the camera, there's the USB drive, nice and crystal clear, that this is it, they actually, Brooklyn gave this to me, yeah, um, we see the USB drive, now in the distance in the back, kind of, if you're looking straight ahead, the spinos here, off to the left, I guess it's going to look like you're right i don't know how you're how it shows up on the screen um off to the left is like this little little tiny color and i can't make out is it pink and brooklyn's hair that she's you know back there but it doesn't make sense unless she's going back for it because she realized she dropped it because this is going to be so hard for you to see it if you're just listening it doesn't it's not gonna make any sense at all you see the usb drive here Back behind it is the Spino, but it's running towards it. So if that was Brooklyn over there, like she's not going to be chasing the Spinosaurus unless she's that determined to pick up that USB drive again. And if she's running away, why isn't the Spino chasing her, but instead going for this little USB drive? Like, is it that distracted by USB drive that it probably can't even see? So I'm thinking it could just be some kind of like glare or flash or light lens flare you know light bouncing the sun bouncing off a rock something like that i don't know i i'm not living up to the that's brooklyn in the background um there's not enough proof for me to go either way on that one and just the way everything else in the picture lines up it doesn't make a lot of sense but without any context whatsoever of what's happening there we don't know it definitely possibly could be but right now i'm not feeling it but i'm so glad so glad the usb drive gets addressed and now my big concern is the Spino runs and crushes it, and then it's gone. And there goes everything about that, that the kids get at home, and it's why Wu goes to trial and loses credentials and everything else. But it also makes sense that nobody then knew about Scorpius and any of the other stuff if that drive gets destroyed. And it's also perfect reason why he never gets it back, and then... You know, has to start from scratch when he's making the Indoraptor. So, I don't know. I'm just glad it's back, and I think it's going to get crushed, but who knows? I, I hope we get something out of it other than just Brooklyn's running, and it falls out of her pocket, and then the Spino steps on it, and that's it. I they, I don't know. I, I'm hoping they, they discover it, and 
you know, she's then trying to get away or something. I, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that another time. We see some pteranodons. They're not really doing any interesting, but they've been a pain in the butt the entire show. So they're probably not going to be doing anything good or helpful. But who knows? And then we get a shot of Kenji wearing a white dress shirt and a tie. So this is where, you know, I'm thinking early on, his dad's like, oh, you know, what's wrong with you? And oh, my, my boy and whatever. And, you know, I, I think this is leading to uh, one of the camp fam turns on their own. So I think that's Kenji. But I'm thinking deep down, he's not bad. He's playing along to help the bigger cause. I think at this point, he probably cares more about his friends than his father. But if his father is super manipulative, that could change. But I, I'm still sticking to, I think, I think he's just, my cough drop is gone. So now I'm going to be coughing a lot more. Sorry about that. Sure brought a second one with me. Um, I think he's playing along and then figuring out where to go. But he didn't tell his friends he's doing that. So as far as they know, you know he's a bad guy at this point. Uh, one thing that's interesting is his shirt was all dirty. So if this is in conjunction with that scene with May and the Stegosaurus, then yeah, it could be him and he's dirty because she pushed him over and he fell on the ground. Or it could be something else going on that he's trying to escape his dad or Cash or you know the mercenaries or whoever else. Uh, interesting, we did not see Cash in the trailer at all. So I'm curious what's going on with him. But, you know, it's, it's really the only time we see Kenji. He is shaved, like I said. Um, that you know, doesn't surprise me if he's working with his dad. His dad probably made him get all dressed up and told him he's going to give him some fancy position in the company or whatever. Take over, you know, when he retires and, you know, whatnot. Um, but I don't know. That It's going to be a really interesting plot point. And I, I wonder if we're going to get more of that when the full-length trailer comes out much later. Possibly a... I doubt it. I don't think the audience has that much of an overlap, but it'd be cool if like a, a mid credit or a post credit scene from Dominion is a, a Camp Cretaceous season five trailer. The time works out really well. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's up with Kenji in that scene. If it is the May scene, like I said, then it's Kenji. It's not Daniel. Um, but I don't know. We see him all spiffied up, but also dirty. And then... Finally, before it cuts to telling us it's the final season, we see Yaz and Ben running from a T-Rex. And then, so the angle is them running, you know, this way, the T-Rex there. And then it kind of flops angles, and we see the T-Rex running towards us with drones behind it. Um, I honestly don't know if that's the same scene or if it was just cleverly edited to make it look like it is and it just flips perspective. So they could be two entirely different scenes. I don't know. Um... But we do see them running and the drones are following. So the drones are probably pushing the T-Rex. If it's the same scene at the kids, if it's two different seeds, the kids are running away from one, you know, one instance and the drones are pushing the T-Rex to fight or do something else in, in the other one. Um, yeah, we're not going to know until we see more. Uh, it, it's entirely possible. It was just fancy editing. Uh, people do that all the time. The, the, the TV spot for Dominion with, you know, Owen and well, I'm not not gonna say it just in case nobody wants to watch that and nobody has watched it or wants to watch it to avoid you know spoilers there's two parts that look like they belong together but you know they're not the same scene even though they look kind of similar just because of lighting and the positioning of the people and stuff like that so clever editing can uh, can fool people into thinking something's happening when it's really something else all right the big one as i'm losing my voice i save my favorite one for the end and i can't talk great guys great um so, yeah, right after the scene with the three big dinosaurs, we see hands with a watch, and they're holding a Barbasol can. It doesn't say Barbasol because they probably don't have, you know, the rights to use it. We sure as heck know what that can was. Um, it's not clean, so, you know... And I was out of my mind when I saw it. So I initially had a lot of hopes 
that we were going to see something with the can in Dominion because it would make a really, really cool introduction and backstory to Biosyn. As more merchandise and marketing started coming out, I became more convinced the can is going to show up in one way or another. Um, I apologize if this is anything spoiler. You can pause for about 30 seconds or fast forward um, because I'm going to talk about you know one piece of merchandise and uh, a marketing campaign um so just skip ahead you know like 30 45 seconds i if you don't want to hear it um ready three two one all right so this pack of like stickers or tattoos or something like that and it has the dimetrodon and you know the the uh, some of the other animals but it also has rusty barbasol cans so when i saw that i was like there's no reason they would just randomly put them in there unless it's in the movie the second thing is Barbasol is launching, you know, their own Dominion line. And they did it for Jurassic World. That's fine. But two things stand out. One, they have a rusty one that looks like, hey, it's been sitting there. Um, and they're also launching this, like, super secret campaign that they, like, teased last week. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be launching any day now. Um, just a hunch. I don't know. People have found the rusty one out in the wild uh, at a store. I have not yet. I go to stores literally every day looking for that because I want it so bad. Um, so I was expecting to see it then I was not, Oh, welcome back. If you skipped over, hopefully you didn't hear any of that. Anyway, I was so excited when I saw it and I have so many questions. First is, is this happening in 2016? Because if so, the can is pointless because those embryos only lasted for 36 hours, according to Dodgson. So you know, they're either bad, like really bad, gone, not viable at all. Or he was lying to Nedry to make sure he got his butt there as soon as possible. Or they, some, you know, scientific something, you know, I don't know about enough about how that stuff works, where when it got covered in the mud and if the mud hardened and if it like preserved it in a certain way that, you know, they stayed viable longer like i just saw a video i don't know if it was today or yesterday of um i think it's in afghanistan i don't know what they use but it looks almost like clay or something and they put grapes in it and like months and months later they crack it open and the grapes are still like fresh you know so there's ways of preserving things you know that are inside so maybe something like that happened with the mud or whatever they had you know on nublar um or maybe Maybe they just find it and it's just bad. And then who knows? Um, maybe it does get found in 1993. It somehow ends up at that island and then somebody just discarded it and somebody just, hey, what is this? It's, it's nothing, you know? I don't know. There's a reason they showed it to us in the teaser and it's either to send us on the wrong trail or to let us know something big is happening. And I think something big is happening. Now we see hands go to pick it up and got a watch on the left wrist so i spent i don't know how much time you know analyzing things um kenji's wearing a watch oh and he's all dressed up and everything daniel's wearing a watch both on left wrists um but lewis dodson is wearing a watch in jurassic park when he meets nedry in costa rica now, the watch we see in Camp Cretaceous has a brown, probably leather band. Dachshund has a metallic band. But it's entirely possible he has different watches or it's just a, an animation thing that, you know, they changed it out. But I immediately went back to watch that scene. And, you know, he's wearing a watch. So is that a 1993 flashback that we see him and his team go to get it shortly after, you know, everybody left the park and absolute, you know, heck broke out. And when he never heard from Nedry or anything else, he's like, we, we, we got to go figure out what's going on, you know. So I don't know. Um, I'm guessing that it was retrieved in 1993. And the question now is, is that scene in 1993 or is that scene in 
2016. And it, like I said, if it's 2016, it's either completely worthless or they give a backstory about why it's there. Like, oh, hey, you know, back 25 years ago, we found this. And, you know, that's how we got started making our dinosaurs. Um, or it ended up magically getting preserved somehow. And if that's the case, man, does it throw so many theories about Biosyn out the window. Um, oh, that's another thing I forgot to mention earlier The in the article. It specifically mentions Banticore as a rival to InGen and Biosyn. Um, so that kind of goes back to my thinking of it's not Biosyn. Now, it could just be saying that to, you know, lead us down the wrong path or something like that. But I thought it was very interesting that they specifically pointed out that it wasn't Biosyn, that they are a rival to Biosyn. But I'm actually more confused now about the can than I was before. Um, I was hoping to see it in Dominion. We're definitely going to see it in Camp Cretaceous. And now I don't know why or how or what's going on. And what this new marketing campaign is going to be and anything else. But between that can and the USB drive showing up, that was some of the best 30 seconds I've seen in a really, really long time. I got super excited about, you know, both of them. I was so, so focused on the can early on that I completely missed the USB drive because I was so hyped about it. And the USB drive scene came after the can scene. So it's almost like everything after the can just didn't matter the first couple times I watched it. And then, um, you know, Yudi pointed out to me, he's like, hey, did, did you see this? Oh, no, I thought I missed that. So, yeah, so awesome. I'm so looking forward to this. And I get it. It's not for everybody. There are reasons already people don't want to like it. Um, I do hope everybody gives it a shot. Maybe, you know, your fears, um, you know, maybe the stuff doesn't turn out as bad as you think it is just from 30 seconds of teaser footage. Who knows? Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the controlling dinosaurs. I think it makes sense in the context of what they've been setting up since Jurassic World. Um, as someone that loves animals, I'm very much against it. I don't think it's too goofy, too sci-fi. Um, it happens. It, it's been happening. Um, you know, do some research. You'll see. Uh, I was having a conversation on Twitter earlier today and you know i mentioned the cockroaches um they're like oh cockroaches dinosaurs two different things um then somebody brought up like hey the, the cia was doing it with dogs you know um it's it's a thing um doesn't mean i like it you know i don't like it but i think it's the progression of what was laid out in jurassic world with hoskins that you know he wanted to use them as weapons and step one was getting Owen to train them. Like, okay, they can follow commands. But maybe after everything that went down, and they're like, well, we don't have the smart ones. We can't make any more smart ones. So we need a plan B. So let's tell them what we want them to do. And that's probably what's going on here. It starts with that chip combined with maze technology of, you know, talking to them. And then it advances to either, you know, what we see with the Indoraptor, if Wu is involved in this now, or if it's just Manticore scientists or Mills scientists, and they're like, hey, we've got this technology, why don't you try it, if Wu doesn't know what's going on. And then I think the next step is whatever is probably used in, um, in Dominion with the Trociraptors. I've got no hard proof. Um, things are pointing to it. You know, they, there's a children's book that says they hunt humans. Um, and, you know, the toys, the Sayona Santos figure comes with a controller. Um, now, it's entirely possible the controller is just to hit the button and open that gate. Or the door to that, um, you know, Trociraptor cage. But, I don't know. I'm thinking it's to command it or tell it give it specific kind of things to do. I don't know. I could be wrong. She she has two accessories. And to me, it's screaming, she's controlling that Atrociraptor. I don't know. We're going to have to wait for the movie to find out. Um, but I don't think it's like, you know, a chip that's frying their brain and 
you know, making them do whatever. Um, I honestly don't know what it is, but I think we're seeing the progression because we have to remember where we are right now in Camp Cretaceous. We're in 2016. We don't have the 2018 Indoraptor technology. We don't have the 2022, whatever Dominion is. We're building to that. You don't have to like it, but I'm almost certain that's where it's going. You know, and I'm not alone. You know, Dominion literally means control. And I know Malcolm has that little spiel in the uh, in the trailer about we, you know, we like Dominion over these animals or, you know, however he says it. And I think that's a play on, hey, we don't have control. And, you know, the, the shady folks of Biosyn, not the nice ones that think they're saving all the dinosaurs, um, are like, dude, we have control. And honestly, what I would like to see happen is... They don't have control that's you know the the dinosaurs end up doing their own thing and that whole thing backfires on them but we're not here to talk about dominion i just wanted to bring up the uh the, the control part um so yeah it's it's not for everyone i know it's not for everyone it's not going to be for everyone i do encourage everybody to give it a shot you know um i i don't know i, I don't really have you know much else to say uh, it's it's been a painful painful day on social media for a Camp Cretaceous fan, uh, but that's okay. I'm not going to let any of those people get to me. Um, you know, I'm going to watch it. I'm more than likely going to enjoy it. Are there going to be parts I don't like? Probably. You know, there's stuff in most seasons that I don't like, uh, but it's it's not going to ruin the show. I'm not going to write it off as it's not actually part of the universe or the the franchise or anything like that. But until they say otherwise, it is. You know, you could say something is not Jurassic, but um, yeah, I mentioned this just a little while ago on Twitter. Who are you to say what something isn't Jurassic? The people writing it say it is, so it is. You know, if if you want something different, you can go ahead and write your own. You know, that that's not a shot at anybody in particular. It's just I, I don't understand that way of thinking. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not what it is. You know, um, so I just hope everyone keeps an open mind. We got plenty of time to beat each other up over it, though. So, I, I I don't know. Um, I think that's all I've got. I was going to piggyback at the end of this reading the comments from the YouTube contest of what people wanted to see in Season 5. Um, I'm struggling right now to finish talking, so I'm going to save that for another time, or maybe it'll just be a quick tack-on episode later this week uh, if I start feeling better. So thank you so much for listening and or watching. I apologize for my voice, for any coughing or throat clearing. I'm going to try to cut as many of them out as I can. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the times there were a pause for me to take a sip, and I'm going to do it right now just because I'm saying that. And you know everything else that may have been a distraction or a little bit out of the ordinary for me. So... Thank you, everyone. You could find me on Twitter at Cretaceous underscore Dave. You could find the podcast slash brand account at Media Cretaceous. Um, I, I'm hoping to do some more contests sometime soon. And I'm really, really trying to start another project off the ground in the next week or so. But a lot of it's going to depend on how I'm feeling, of course. Um, and then something else. I mentioned it on Twitter. I'm going to drop it here. And if anybody has a yes or a no or suggestions or anything, please, please, please hit me up. You can either leave a comment on this video or, you know, uh, message me on Twitter, um, you know, at Cretaceous underscore Dave. Uh, or you could even email. Uh, I haven't been giving out the email address. I should in case anybody wants to send anything in. They don't feel like, you know, replying to a, a YouTube video or send a DM on Twitter if you don't use Twitter. Um, but cretaceousmedia at gmail.com is the email address uh, which I've never told anybody but it's been there so um, so if you want to send anything go ahead um, I have a few days next week where my wife and son are going to be out of town um, and then I'm flying out to meet them a few days later and I was thinking of doing something like a Campcast Live where I would just come on and I would go live on YouTube and then anybody can join in you could chat like you do on a live stream or if someone wanted to come on and talk and like hold a conversation, be a guest or whatever, I would share the link with you and then we could chat and we could add multiple people in. It could be absolute chaos. Who knows? 
Um, so I, I did ask for suggestions of what times work for people. And it's difficult because I've got some listeners in the U.S., but then I also have some listeners in other parts of the world where it's six hours difference, nine hours difference, seven hours difference. Um, it's going to make it tough. So maybe I'll do it multiple times where I can, you know, sign in at like nine in the morning, um, you know, my time. And then for the folks over in, you know, Europe or the Middle East or Asia, um, you know, they could chime in and do their part. And then I can do another one in the evening where the folks in the United States could do it, uh, Canada, wherever else. Um, I don't know. But if anyone is interested in that, please let me know and what kind of times work for you or if there's a specific day of the week. Uh, I don't know for sure. I'd have to look at a calendar. I think Tuesday through Friday, I'm free. So it could be any of those days, I think. So and if people want to do it and it's all different times, maybe I'll do it multiple times. I don't know. I've got nothing going on that week, probably other than just cleaning up and getting ready for our house sitter to come. But I don't know. Let me know if that's something you guys want to do. Uh, I think it could be a lot of fun and we can have a lot of fun discussion with some of the topics that, you know, I was going to save for podcast episodes, but some of them are a lot more fun talking to another person with them. And Twitter is a really, really hard way of doing that because of the character limit. And then you end up making these big threads and then sometimes stuff gets caught in the middle and you get lost. And I can't spell for the life of me on Twitter. I have typos all the time. If you have no idea what I'm trying to say. So I would much rather just come on and chat with people, you know, um, if you enjoy seeing and hearing me, uh, I was Brad's guest on the let's talk Jurassic, uh, dress park podcast live stream. It was last Wednesday night, but he posted the replay up on their YouTube channel. So, you know, if you're not watching those and, you know, or don't take part, if uh, you have the availability, I highly recommend it. They're a lot of fun. Um, there's always technical difficulties. Brad's mic gets muted. Stuff doesn't work. Um, it even happened to me. So, uh, yep. I was his guest last week. It was so much fun. Um, I loved it. I, I hope we could do it again sometime or maybe I could have him as a guest on something. Uh, he's awesome to talk to. It was so much fun. And we didn't talk very much Camp Cretaceous. It was a whole lot of Dominion because there was a lot of Dominion content that came out that we were discussing. Um, but you know, he's got the overarching jurassic podcast and mine is zeroed in so you know that, that's why we try to keep the other talk to a minimum but it's it's hard it's hard right now with dominion right around the corner and i keep trying to find little bits and pieces where they're all you know intertwining and you know uh stitching them all together but you know i'm so hyped for the movie but now i'm really hyped for cape cretaceous season five and that's gonna be pretty crazy it's gonna be here before we know it and that's going to be all over. And I don't know what to do come July 22nd. Um, you know, I was hoping it would live on in some way, shape, or form. And maybe it still will. It could just be clever wording. You know, this show could be ending. Do they have another one? Is it a spinoff? Is it a post-Dominion? We talked about that once before. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I'm just going to ride this out as long as possible. And if people keep listening, I'm going to keep making episodes even after july 21st well definitely after because i'm going to give you know my thoughts and reactions and everything like that um i highly doubt i'm going to be one of the content creators that gets the season early to have a day of review or a spoiler free review leading up to it um you know if i did fantastic but if not you know no big deal i'm someone just starting and nobody has any idea who i am so that's okay i'm a fan just like all of you i will watch it as soon as it drops uh, kind of wish I lived on the West Coast, make it a lot easier, but I'll have my stuff available, um, you know, as soon as possible, uh, you know, to, to, to share the thoughts about that. But we don't want to look that far in the future right now. So thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in and putting up with my voice and any and all interruptions. Hopefully I get to chat with you all online and I will see you all again real soon. Stay safe. Stay Jurassic. And take care of yourselves. Bye.